Blog Talk Radio. With God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer, we bear witness that there is no God but God, and Muhammad is the messenger of God. This is your Blog Talk Radio program hosted by myself, John Nasheed, a New Mind Development Project. We're broadcasting from the beautiful city of Nourishell, New York. We broadcast every Thursday at 4 p.m. Today we have made an exception, and we're doing it on Friday. Uh, as many of us you know, we had the disaster of the uh, Hurricane Sandy, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of difficulties that's going on in the way of heating homes and electricity and gas and damaged homes and flooding and things of that nature, and our prayers go out for all. You know, we thank God that, you know, we didn't have it that bad, just inconvenience, minor inconveniences, but we pray that everybody would get back on course and uh, we uh, ask God to guide us and make us successful. My website is nm-dp, that's uh, .com, that's New Mind development project. Uh, please tune in and check us out there and also on Facebook. Uh, as some of you, I assume, maybe you had read the advertisement to this program and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we talk about many different things for Islam and Islam and African-American uh, history and uh, concerns uh, here in America and Sometimes we don't lay a good enough foundation for us to understand, you know, how all of these things come about. You know, we have many young men today that know how to recite the Quran, much of the Quran by heart, and many people have learned much of the religion very thoroughly. Uh, but we forget about those old pioneers that came before us who laid out the foundation and sacrificed much of their life for the foundation of Islam. You know, we have a a lot of critics, you know, people are always criticizing, but, you know, if we don't understand what took place before us, how can we appreciate? Just like in these United States of America, they're always telling us about the founding fathers, George Washington and all of those fellows who signed the Constitution of the United States of America. And uh, we have a few programs for in this month, uh, the month of November, that we're going to be speaking on uh, some of these concerns as far as our Islamic community uh, in America is concerned. And today, uh, with God's help, we'd like to, to speak about a person uh, that's, uh, you know, very dear to me, and uh, it's Yusuf Shah, Imam Yusuf Shah. And many of the old-timers know him by Captain Joseph. Uh, and... Uh, He's since passed, but one of the great characters, characteristics of him was he was very, very loyal. He was loyal to his leader at that time, the Avalaz Muhammad. Uh, he didn't ask too many questions. He was a soldier. He took orders, and he carried those orders out. And quite naturally, we know that he was successful. And uh, he was a leader of the Nation of Islam and <clears throat> minister of excuse me, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Al-Hajj Malik Al-Shabazz, 
was the minister, but he was the captain at that time. The Nation of Islam, Temple Number no. 7, <clears throat> 23 years, uh, director of the FOI, and that FOI is the fruit of Islam. And we're not, we don't want to confuse this with what uh, Minister Farrakhan is doing today. You know, as far as we're concerned, the Nation of Islam uh, had ceased to exist in 1975 with the passing of Elijah Muhammad and Imam Warthi Muhammad taking over the leadership. And Minister Farrakhan went on to start it up again. And uh, that's under his leadership. But we're talking about the old nation of Islam. And I'll refer to it, I often refer to it as the old nation of Islam. He was the director of the FOI in the old FOI in the northeast section of America, all of the temples that we had in the northeast section or the northeast region of America, he was the leader or director or captain over those mosques, and his responsibility was to make men. Uh, I guess in the military we would say make soldiers, you know, to carry out orders and build a community that we were striving to build in the United States of America. That was his responsibility, big, big responsibility. He was a northeast, and actually some people call him the eastern, the whole eastern uh, uh, section of the United States of America, the captain. And Imam, uh, later Imam Rashid, he was on the West Coast. Uh, Yusuf Shah was a top aide of Malcolm X or Al-Hajj Malik Al-Shabazz, and also after uh, his assassination, uh, he was a uh, top aide of Minister Farrakhan, who was a replacement for Malcolm X or Al-Hajj Malik Al-Shabazz. Uh, <clears throat> Brother uh, Yusuf Shah, or Captain Joseph, uh, he was born in Detroit. His father was a member of the noble Drew Ali. Many of us know noble Drew Ali, and he had a version of Islam, just like Farad Muhammad and Abulaj Muhammad had a version also. And many of the Nation of Islam's uh, practices was taken from noble Drew Ali. Noble Drew Ali was before Farad Muhammad. It's called the Moorish Science Temple. Uh, and then later, uh, Yusuf Shah, he joined the Nation of Islam in Detroit. In 1952, uh, the Honorable Muhammad, he sent Malcolm X and Yusuf Shah to New York City to organize a temple. And, um, you know, it later became Temple Number no. 7, one of the most powerful temples in the whole country. Even the temple in Chicago is more, produced more uh, in New York than that was produced in Chicago. Uh, Yusuf Shah, remember he used to mention to us that the Ambalaj Muhammad sent him to Chicago, I mean, excuse me, sent him to New York along with Malcolm to, to assist him. And I believe he sent him because of his loyalty and also to watch his back. And who was better at watching somebody's back than uh, Captain Joseph? Nobody. And he was dedicated to his position. 
He was an individual who took orders, and he carried those orders out, and he never quit his post until he was properly relieved. And uh, he put his life on the line in many instances. He, he was a man. He didn't take any foolishness. He wasn't playing. He was an individual whose responsibility was to make adults men. And we know not all adults are men because many of them lack responsibility. He weathered the storm of the assassination of Malcolm X in 1965, and many people tried to accuse him of being responsible or having something to do with the uh, murder or assassination of Malcolm X. I remember I met a fellow in the prison that I went to visit who was responsible. Actually, he admitted that he was responsible, and he said that the fellows that was operating or arrested in New York or from New York, they had absolutely nothing to do with it. And he identified all of those who are responsible as coming out of New Jersey. And uh, he took his responsibility. He did, I, I imagine, over 30-some-odd years in prison. And uh, he never connected uh, Yusuf Shah to uh, any of this, and I'll tell you one thing about Yusuf Shah, he made his feelings known. He wasn't, you know, a puppet-type person. He did, wasn't in agreement with Malcolm X when he said about the Ambalaj Muhammad because of his loyalty to him, and he made that very, very vocal, and I guess that's why some people might associate him with that. He also weathered the shootout in 1972 when members of the New York City Police Department had entered into the mosque, into our temple while we were children was having school on 116th Street. And uh, uh, one of them uh, had gotten uh, killed. Actually, he was shot with his own gun. And uh, that was a very serious time. And when the police and members of the police department came out in mass, the people from the community, drug addicts, old heroin addicts and wine heads and crippled poor people and everybody came out and they stood around the building to support that building because of what Malcolm X and Yusuf Shaw or Captain Joseph at that time established on that corner of 116th Street and Lenox Avenue, 102 West 116th Street. And many of those men used to be old FOI who were actually casualties of war, drugs coming into the community. And even, um, uh, uh, Yusuf Shah, he had to deal with all of these very serious problems that was in existence, the crime and drugs and things. But one thing I can say, that our building right there on that corner, it, it never was marked, it never was disrespected, our women were never disrespected. Because Yusuf Shah was a take-no-foolishness kind of individual. And also the time where his leader, the Abelajah Muhammad, passed away in 1975. And the introduction of the new leadership in his son, the Abelajah Muhammad. Now remember that this new leadership under Elijah Muhammad was a whole transitionary period that we had to go through condition ourselves to come away from the language of the Ambalaj Muhammad and the nation of Islam and come to the language 
of Imam Warthi Muhammad, which is the language of the Quran, the language of the reality of God, and uh, God knows best. So this was a very serious, serious period of time for those of us who are in the nation of Islam, and especially the leadership. We know that Minister Farrakhan was with Imam Warthi Muhammad for a couple of years, but he couldn't make the transition, so he went back and started the Nation of Islam, something that he was comfortable with. Uh, Yusuf Shah, he struggled with it, he struggled with it, he struggled with it, and then later on Imam had named him a, a Imam. He wasn't qualified to be an Imam, but he called him Imam because he knew he was a leader, and he also made him a consultant his advisor and also a, con a consultant to consult on on matters that had taken place in the past. You know, I first met Yusuf Shah in the Bronx Temple when I first came in in 1966, uh, newly established after the firebombing of the Harlem Mosque after Malcolm's assassination. Uh, that was in the Bronx. It was called newly a temple called Temple Number 7D, and that was on Prospect Avenue. And just keep in mind that this was a heroin-filled neighborhood, a lot of crime and things that was going on all the time, but we maintained ourselves there. We established a good position, a good rapport with the people, and 7D was the last of the series, uh, 7 Number seven was Harlem. Number seven B was Brooklyn. Seven C was Queens. Seven uh, D was the Bronx. And later, Mount Vernon became seven E. That's where I was, or we were, I should say. And Malcolm X and Malcolm and uh, Yusuf Shaw were responsible for the development of those Harlem, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx. Not the Bronx, but Harlem, Brooklyn, and Queens with uh, <clears throat> Malcolm X, and then uh, their beloved brother Yusuf Shaw in the Bronx, and came back and rebuilt the Harlem Mosque after the firing, and uh, also established number seven. And I believe we almost went through the alphabet uh, before the Nation of Islam was resolved. And uh, we give a lot of credit to Minister Farrakhan and also. Our dear beloved brother, uh, Captain Joseph or Imam Yusuf Shah. You know, all of which he was responsible for making, for the making of men that belong to, FO, to the FOI, the fruit of Islam. You know, as I mentioned earlier, all adult males are not men until they are able to shoulder responsibility, and, and that was his job. You know, he put a heavy, heavy weight on your back, and then he forced you to carry it. See, that's how you make a man. You know, today we're pampering these young boys and giving them all that they want, and then they just go off and do as they want, but not, not under the movement of the Nation of Islam and our brother Yusuf Shah and also Captain Imam, of Captain Rashid on the West Coast. Yusuf Shah was the type of man that would push you to the end to make you or break you. In other words, if you
couldn't handle the pressure of the nation of Islam, as far as he was concerned, it would be better that you left <laughs> because we had a responsibility, a man's responsibility of building a community, you know, establishing business and stores and farmlands and things like that. Very, very difficult mission that we were on in the 60s, from the 1960s to 19, 1966 for myself to 1975, and quite naturally much more for him. You know, cleanliness for the men, very important. Fitness, you know, exercise and drilling and things that make taking orders, uh, drug and alcohol free, free of drugs and alcohol. Actually, Yusuf Shah would set up a line where he would check you for needle marks and marijuana, check the pockets or the fingernails or the tips of the fingers to see if you were smoking marijuana. He would do those things. Uh, the responsibility to your family. He would investigate. He had investigators that would go out and investigate if any indication that your wife was, was uh, not in good shape. Uh, financially, he would send investigators out to investigate that and make sure that you took care of your responsibility. Now, that was necessary for the time that we were in because we were broken by slavery and indoctrinated by the church. And under that influence of church, we entered into a state of mental death. And in that mental death, the FOI's responsibility was to go out in the community and fish and resurrect the people from mental death, bring them to the masjid so they could be cleaned up. And many people understand that language. And the cleaning up process was cleanliness and fitness and free of drugs and alcohol, taking care of the responsibility of rent and bills and things of that nature, making sure that you had a job. And if you didn't have a job, to go to the mosque and clean up or the temple and clean up and then strive to become businessmen. That was very important, businesses. And we established many businesses. He made the men, to his aides, he conducted the investigation. Uh, he held the court and administrated the disciplines. And, you know, any organization that's going to be successful, quite nice, you have to have, have discipline. You have to have order. You have to have laws and rules. And uh, we conducted our business just like governments conduct their business. And uh, God is the best knower. And uh, I, I thank God for it. I thank God for all of those great individuals who came before us and laid the foundation for us. And uh, we thank you. We thank God. We thank Allah. Before the Harlem Temple was rebuilt, we moved to an area called Mars Avenue. And this just showed me something about a man who's determined that we were going to be successful. We grew out of the place on Prospect Avenue. We moved to Mars Avenue, an old bowling alley. And under his direction, we removed all of those heavy, heavy, heavy uh, bowling alley floors by hand and converted the Bolden Alley into a temple. And that was a, that was one of the biggest things that I had ever engaged myself in. And it made me feel as if I can accomplish anything. I mean, if we can do this, we can accomplish anything. And we did. There was, there was no such thing in the language of uh, 
Yusuf Shaw that uh, we can't. We can't. We didn't use that word. Matter of fact, you better not use that word under him. And the FOI training made weaken black men on drugs and alcohol and criminals and fatherless men uh, become father, husbands, taking on great responsibility. That's the kind of respect that we had gotten from many, many people. Uh, I've met many people in uh, my lifetime, and they mentioned, oh, how the Nation of Islam had made men men, made them take on the responsibility, and they knew that if you were FOI, if you were Muslim, then they knew that there was no nonsense. And when they saw nonsense, then they didn't attribute it to the religion. They attributed it to you because they knew men like Malcolm X and uh, Yusuf Shah and Minister Farrakhan you know, were no foolishness people because they had a mission. They were working under the envelope of Muhammad, and that was their responsibility. Yusuf Shah spent many hours away from his family, uh, his loving family, I should say. Yusuf Shah loved his family, and we know it because, you know, we know how a man talks when he talks about his children and he talks about his wife. But he had committed himself, like many of us had committed ourselves. His loving wife, Sylvia, he had three boys and three girls. He didn't have the time to spend with his family like some of the laborers at that time. They were able to spend much time with their family because their responsibilities wasn't as great as Yusuf Shah being the captain or the leader of the men over the temple. Many his dedication was for that. And like most of us believe and still believe, we were working for a better life for our people in general and also for our family. You know, man sometimes when he's working for a better situation, he has to sacrifice and he can't do it all. You have to sacrifice your life for the betterment of those who are coming behind you. And just thankfully, many of us had understanding wives and understanding children grew into understanding, and we were able to accomplish that. The Mount Vernon Temple later became a masjid under the leadership of Imam Warthi Muhammad after the passing of his father in 1975. And while before we became a masjid, we were Temple 7E, and Imam, excuse me, uh, yeah, Imam Yusuf Shah was the captain over us, and he gave us our directives, and we carried them out, and whatever he desired for us to do, we did it. And as a result of that, we were successful. We later named our uh, temple, we named it, first of all, Jihad Dawah Center, and that name uh, spoke directly to what we were all about. Jihad meaning to struggle. The dawah means to invite people to the way of Islam. So struggling, inviting people to the way, that's how we started. And as a result of that, you know, we later agreed to name ourselves Masjid Yusuf Shah after the passing of the great uh, Imam Yusuf Shah. 1973, we named it 
uh, after his passing, we named it Master Yusuf Shah. You know, Imam Yusuf Shah also lived in the city of Mount Vernon, which is in Westchester County. He also lived in Nourishell, where I'm broadcasting from right now, the beautiful city of Nourishell, New York. He spoke at our masjid, and he bared witness. Now, this is a this is a big breakthrough for me, because when he spoke at our masjid, you know, he was going through a very difficult time trying to understand the difference between the religion of Islam and the nation of Islam, and Prophet Muhammad and Farad Muhammad. He was trying to put it, these things in perspective in his mind. But when he spoke in our masjid, he was invited there by our sister, and I agreed. I was the imam at that time. And he bared witness. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah and Muhammad of 1,400 years ago. He made that very clear, is the messenger of Allah. And after he finished, we embraced him. We both cried. Big Yusuf Shah cried. He humbled himself so much he cried. And then after that, this is where I suggested that we name our masjid after masjid, I mean, after uh, Yusuf Shah. And the community accepted, and the name right now is still Masjid Yusuf Shah. I'm not the imam there. I resigned in 2008 a little before the passing of Imam uh, Warthi Muhammad, and the Imam there now is Musa, brother Imam Musa Abdul Ali, and the name is still Masjid Yusuf Shah. I remember once I was at a program and I met Imam Siraj from Brooklyn there, and Imam Siraj was back in the Nation of Islam at 1.2, and he knew the makeup of Yusuf Shah, you know, he's a tough man. He didn't take no foolishness, right? And he asked me a question. He said, why did you name your masjid after him? You know, I guess he wasn't satisfied with us naming that. He, I guess he felt that maybe he wasn't the right character or the right type of person to name a masjid after. And I told him because he it was he is a Muslim, <laughs> So just like that, because he is a Muslim, he bad witness that there's no God but God, and Muhammad is the messenger of God. And Imam Siraj is a very knowledgeable people person, excuse me, and that was that was sufficient for him. He knew exactly what I was saying because he realized that people change. There were times in the time of the life of the Prophet Muhammad, over 1,400 years ago, that they were very people who were very difficult in the world of Jahaliyyah, the world of ignorance, and they became very, very beautiful, beautiful Muslims. And uh, God is the best knower. Yusuf Shah gave up the philosophy of the past and accepted true Islam before his death. And one of the most beautiful things on the passing of Yusuf Shah, and uh, when he passed away, you know, I was blessed to uh, oversee and conduct the washing of his body. I was studying Islam after the nation of Islam, and you know, I was an imam, and many things that I had learned uh, before others who were with us in the nation of Islam had learned, and I was conducting janazas or washing of the body, so I uh, was uh, I conducted uh, that particular washing right up in Westchester County, uh, medical center 
along with his sons, the beautiful part, his sons and close friends that were very close to him, worked with him, his son-in-law, and many close friends. We were right there. We did it. We, we said our prayers. We made our dua. It was a very, very spiritual experience that we had. And, uh, you know, it was a great blessing for me to say that I had, was honored to wash and shroud the body of uh, the great uh, Yusuf Shah. And Imam Warthi Muhammad, he came into town at the Masjid um, Malcolm Shabazz. Masjid Malcolm Shabazz, <clears throat> I believe it was under the leadership of, uh, I'm not sure who the leadership was, but uh, Imam Pasha is there now. And he offered the Janazah prayer for Yusuf Shah. And that was the conclusion of his work in this physical world. And we pray that God bless him in the next life and also bless his wife and bless his family, his complete family. And we thank God for giving us the blessings and giving us the guidance. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all safe and well. I greet you. Peace. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>